0: Lou, I want a word with you here? Sure. About those sit ups you want me to do? I got a right here in my contract it says I don't have to do any calisthenics, I don't feel unnecessary. So, what do you think about that?
1: started with this week three episode by bringing in my partner, the co-host, the man that you can't get enough of, and I can attest he is here tonight. Please welcome in the one, the only, Justin Deering. Justin, how are you tonight?
0: Good, Travis. You forgot to unmute yourself during your very energetic open, so no one heard anything until you pulled yourself up on camera, but I bet it was awesome.
1: I did unmute myself.
0: No, it didn't come through, but it's all good because we're live on YouTube tonight, Travis. This oh, yeah. is a uh, this is a first for us. I brought out a special shirt from a softball team that Phil Brown probably remembers. The Mighty Merkins um, played in the Grapevine softball league together, but it's been a good week, Travis. A lot of a uh, lot of work, and then heading into another week of board meetings. I'm glad we're doing this tonight because tomorrow's board meeting won't end till two in the morning.
1: <laughs> well. Week three is wrapped up. Harry Dole, Fantasy Baseball, two more games. We six games deep into this 2020 sprint, Justin. We are just about halfway through what – yeah, right. I guess we're going to hit the halfway point this week with 14 games here in 2020, and uh, we got a big story coming up. We've got a guest coming up, the owner, the general manager – the man of the hour, the one who pulled off the Mike Trout trade himself, the owner of Ebony and Ivory, Zach Hawley, will join us just a little bit in this episode. But first, we have a first pitch. Dr. Anthony Fauci.
0: And his first pitch was not great. Just a bit outside. Travis, as you know, the last – Four months has been five months now, six months even. Hey, depending on when your state started COVID uh, <laughs> has been tough because schools have been canceled. But we're getting close to back to school and schools are starting back up across Texas, across Oklahoma. Your kids started this week, I believe, That's in correct. person, teachers yeah. in a classroom, wearing masks, I think.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, we start up in two weeks. This week, I received a text message from my brother, who's a police officer in the next city over from where I work, and said, I hope you're ready for school to start, but I saw this article and immediately thought of you. I will just read the title of this article and tell you how, and this should just give you an inside look into what my life has been like for the last month. Mississippi is what a school reopening shit show looks like. That's an actual title of an actual article you can find on MSN.com. And the reason I bring this up is because my phone, I have typed that word, S-show, so many times into my phone over the last five and a half months that my phone now autocorrects such, (laughs) shut, and sit to S-show. So, Travis, this story basically talks about how the schools opened and within two days they had to send 120 kids home because they had to quarantine. So, um, yeah, it's not a very uplifting and funny opening pitch other than the fact that I'm just a little stressed out, but I love you.
1: Question, question, why did you think of me in this?
0: Because you had COVID. you, You had it.
1: All right. I did, but I was just trying to figure out why S show you think I think oh. I sent
0: that to you in a text message a few times this week, but that's during the big story. <laughs> <I'm
1: just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's right. always we're all good. Just good in luck interest.
0: to everybody going back to school.
1: Good luck not getting COVID I I suggest staying away from that thing. Ooh. Yeah.
0: Though your jawline is looking more chiseled now that you have had the COVID.
1: I did. I lost I lost some weight during COVID. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right, let's, let's bring it. him in. Well, joining us here in the week three episode, just a bit outside, as I mentioned, Zach Hawley, the owner and general manager of Ebony and Ivory. Zach Hawley, welcome to the show. How are you, man?
2: Hey, guys. Thanks for having me.
1: You should be doing pretty well this week. It looks like you're going to wrap things up 2-0 and oh against the Van Buren boys and the boyhood rivalry of Chris Dockhill. How How do you feel about this uh, this young three-week, six-game season so far from your standpoint?
2: Man, from a fantasy baseball perspective, I would root for a pandemic every single year. <laughs> wow. I mean, would you root for the
0: commish to be stuck with it in bed for a week because I would.
2: That's true. My parents actually just got COVID. My parents
1: both got it. Both oh. Of them. Oh. Ouch.
2: They're okay though. They're good. I didn't mean to bring this down really quickly.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: <laughs> well, Zach, when I look up and down this roster, I um I think I said it last week on the show that it was a little surprising at times. But I, now that I look at it more, the further we get into it, you've got a lot of people producing. But I just want to say, like, your hit on Christian Vasquez really pisses me off. <laughs> 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 because, <laughs> because catching is such a tough thing to find, and he came out of nowhere. So that great, great waiver wire pickup there. And then just, uh, you know, the Jack Flaherty trade you pulled off last year. And then obviously the trade we'll talk about here in a second from this week. I think definitely you've sealed yourself as the team to beat this year. Um, And I think your trade you made this week sealed Luke to be the guy who doesn't win a game all year.
1: Wow. You said that
0: last week, Travis. Don't put that on me. You said that last week. You said, Luke, you'll never win a game.
1: I think I was overreacting, to be fair. But go ahead, Zach. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, I think you won one actually. But um I think you won one this week. But um, that's called
1: yeah, show I show. Was,
2: your um your evaluation of my roster in the preseason was probably even higher than I thought. You know, to be honest with you, Kyle Seeger doing what he's doing. I mean, I've been waiting on that for four years. I, I gave him five years six bucks, and for three years he was horrible. And now he's yeah. finally doing something, you know, I mean, Flaherty hasn't even played fair. Flaherty has one start for me, but I'm just getting, I mean, I'm getting crazy production out of guys that, I mean, I thought were pretty good, but they're doing really, really good right now. And then my pitching has just been, you know, I mean, I, the thing I liked about my trades with you guys last, I mean, even the Acuna trade to get hater, I was just getting, try, you know, building my roster to where I was getting multiple, guys that I thought could be really really good if they all hit and all of them really are hitting right now and that's the thing that that's just making me and I'm getting lucky that we have two two weeks every single time and I've had an unbelievable run of points so I mean it's it's really kind of a simple way of getting to 6 and 0 even though I'm not sure my team I think my team is one of the four best teams to be honest with you I think there's four teams and I think one of my teams is the four best teams but we'll see how they keep on going
1: I tell you, you're getting good Jose Ramirez. Mm -hmm. I think that's making all the difference in the world, is it not? I mean, Jose Ramirez is on fire to start this 2020 season, and it doesn't hurt either that Charlie Blackman and the Colorado Rockies are seemingly good. So, yeah, I I think you're right. Uh, you know, you assembled guys that have higher ceilings. Ho- if Jose Ramirez and Charlie Blackman and others, now you've added Mike Trout to that, who we know is consistently in that high ceiling area. But if those guys are hitting, um, we're three weeks in, and I believe Ebony and Ivory's been the highest point gathers gathers all all three weeks, uh, close to it.
0: Uh, they are about, about they're about sixty points back.
1: We're not we're not real big on research here on just a bit outside. We go off memory. Yes, Justin?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. We go I've I mean Luke won a game this week, so obviously I hadn't done any show prep. <laughs> <laughs> we make well, really cool intro videos around here. That's about the extent of our show prep. Yeah. That's true.
1: That's yeah, true. there it is. All right, well, let's get into this week three, just a bit outside Big Story. A little too loud for Justin, I think.
0: (laughs) We have a great FYI, since we are doing live comments, or we are doing live on YouTube. If you are watching on YouTube, you can comment and we can show your your comment on the screen. Chris says he just wants everybody to remember Go ahead and throw that up there. He wants everybody to remember that Luke is number two in points this season.
1: Thank you, Chris. I'm so glad. I can't wait to mispronounce a name here in a moment and have that flash up on the screen as well. Yes, live. This just a bit out of episode live on YouTube. Glad to have all two of you along for the ride. Big story, week three, Harry Doyle Fantasy Baseball, and yet again, this may sound like a broken record, trades. Trades are the big story in Harry Doyle Fantasy Baseball. Six trades have occurred in our league in week three. It was another monster week in trades in our league, and the rich got richer, and the poor got poorer and this week's trades as teams were looking for 2020 other teams looking beyond this season justin let's start with you six trades let me just start with the big pictures we don't do a lot of research we're just thinking have Have we ever had a week back-to-back weeks where we've had more trades than the previous week have we seen this many trades in a two-week span before
0: I do not think we have, and I was under the impression that the big story this week was going to be that the live scoring option of having two options was gone, because I'm having trouble figuring out who won games with this beta system they have going on fan tracks. It's absolutely <laughs> terrible. Uh, but no, I don't think we've had two weeks, that we've had trades where it increased the second week. Usually, we ha- we go a huge week, and then it kind of lays low for a little bit, but I think that's just the makeup of a 60-game sprint that we've got going, is that... The separation that usually takes eight to ten weeks in our league to really happen is happening in week three. And like Zach said, I agree. I think there's four or five teams that are truly pushing for a playoff position this year. Um, I think some moves this week solidified those four teams, and that fifth team kind of solidified being the fifth team. Um, and then other trades happened and that shifted up even more. But I think that um, you're seeing what it looks like to compress an entire season into seven weeks or whatever the total week number is as we get ready for the playoffs as they're here in a month. So I think that it's it's intense. Um, you know, I will, I'm, I will tell you, I was involved in that talk that day going for Trout. I had put up an offer. I liked my offer. I get it. It's all good. I was a little bitter a little pissed for a little bit, but I got over it. Ate a lot of ice cream this week. Watched a lot of was New Girl on Netflix. I'm over were. it. I'm good. I went out and made moves to respond to that move. It wasn't trout, but it, it was what I think helps my team.
1: Let's so start. Think, go ahead. Let's just start there. Uh, the greatest baseball player on the planet was traded. Clearly. If Luke was not in contention, this was the plan for Luke all along. At $32 in a one-year contract, Mike Trout is undoubtedly hitting the free agent market in 2021. Luke trades him ultimately to Ebony and Ivory in a monster deal, an absolute monster deal. I don't recall, Justin, a deal this big or this monumental in our league's history, and I think Mike Trout has a lot to do with it. Royal Ruckus traded away Mike Trout, Jose Altuve and Mike Clevenger for a slew of players from Ebony and Ivory, including Whip Merrifield and Salvador Perez and uh, Zach, we got you here. You want the trout sweepstakes. One has it feel to have Mike Trout on your roster in a 2020 playoff push, but more than that, Give us a little insight. What was the thinking of kind of going all in uh, with Mike Trout? I'm going to guess you may regret H- Jose Altuve, but we can talk about that next as well.
2: Yeah, I I mean, the thought process, honestly, I got a text from Luke saying, I have Trout's on the block. I have a, I have a trade offer of five high-level prospects. Do you want in on this? And I said, well, I don't have, I mean, I only have what I would probably consider three or four of my best prospects. I said, are you wanting just prospects or do you want actual major leaguers? And he said, oh, he said, I just want controllable pieces. And I said, okay. So at that point, I knew that I probably would win it if I put those two guys in, Merrifield and Salvador, (laughs) just because, and that's the thing that's funny, Justin, is – I can see how you'd be bitter, but I'm the only one that had the two best players on his favorite team. And what I would consider Merrifield, I mean, I I struggled with that decision, mainly because the risk that I'm taking with this season potentially being closed down at any point mm-hmm. to get rid of Merrifield is really the thing that I, that I kind of wrestled with for as long as I did until I actually made the move. And then I thought – Hey, I'm 4-0 right now. I have a really good team. I mean, what's the point of doing this if I don't have the ability to get the best player and to have him and to really give myself a shot to go up against Chris, to go up against you, to go up against Lan, and whoever potentially else could be in there? I might as well do it. So I basically said, here, here's, you know, here's my two best Royals, which you love, and... I mean, right away, he texted back, you know, away to my heart. So, I mean, I knew I was pretty close. I just didn't know if anybody else would would be able to give that. And I just, from the defendant's standpoint, I think that Merrifield's contract, I mean, I think he got an awesome piece in that.
0: Oh, I agree. And I think uh, when he told me, hey, it's been great, like the response back was, hey, this is fun talking, but I'm going to go in a different direction. I didn't even know you were the other person. I thought, honestly, I thought it was Chris. Yeah. And then I, I just clicked and looked at your roster and I wrote back to him and and, and I said, Is Whit Merrifield coming home? That was my response <laughs> to him. And he said, Yes. And, and Salvi. And I was like, Okay. It's all. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. And again, it was, I mean, it was an all day thing. I get started early that morning. I, I guess it went mid afternoon. I'm sure he was just getting blown up left and right from all angles because I know of at least four or five people in the league that reached out because three or four of them reached out to me and said, hey, are you trying to get in? I'm like, who am I? I always try to get in. Um, And then you won. I didn't know you were in, so that was the fifth person. So, uh, yeah, it sucked to lose. But I think in the long run, I mean, I think it's something we've said, Travis has said every time we come on here and there's big trades that happen, if you're going all in, go all in. There's nothing wrong with going all in to win it, even on a 60-game season. I would – I mean, I had a lot – I had thrown a lot of names in there as well. So, I think, you know, that's the yeah. fun of it. Yes, I will openly admit that there was uh, there was anger a little bit just because I lost, but also just because just I was pissy. And I'd just gotten out – in my defense, I'd just gotten out of a 12-hour board meeting. Because <laughs> Travis said, is this board meeting or baseball? I said, maybe more board meeting. <laughs> well, it opened up. <laughs>
2: It opened up the thought process of, and I understand it. I mean, the money is, that that issue is, I don't know if we need to address it as a league, but I mean, if we want to try and get our trades to actually mirror what what our rosters are and there's basically you can't take on more money than you actually have, I understand that too. Because, I mean, it gets it. It does become kind of ridiculous from that perspective. I do understand that, but... I also know that that's the way that Luke's going to trade Mike Trout for the best package ever. I mean, if he has to fit thirty-two dollars in, I mean, it's going to be tough for him, tougher for him to get a better package, in my opinion,
0: too. So well then, I, there was no anger on my end on the money because he was paying for Altuve and our deal, so he was paying for both of them. He, he was paying for forty-two dollars on my yeah, side. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, so thirty-two dollars goes into that trade as well. Essentially, it's a, it's a. Royal Ruckus sent you, Ebony and Ivory, $32 to make that trade complete. And that's just the commissioner's office thing. Um, You know That amount of money we're talking about, we've never seen in this league before. But you're right. Um, On a one-year, you rented Mike Trout, right? And you did. You gave up some significant pieces to get that piece. And we will never, at least personally, I will never be upset for any team going all in in this deal. At any point, because bobbleheads are way cooler than prospects, and uh, it, you should so make that into a shirt. It would be a great <laughs> shirt. It would be
0: <laughs> with our with our <laughs> Harry Dua logo on it. Ooh, we'll I it
1: think hard. we I think we got a shirt. Idea. last time I tried to do shirts, no one wanted them. No one bought them. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, well, Justin, let's do a rundown. Let's look at some of these other trades. Let's get into some different ones. You want to? You want me to run down since you were involved in quite a few of them, Travis?
1: Yeah, go for it.
0: All right, so let's start with. Uh, well, I got to pull the screen up because it just crashed. There we go. Um, let's start with that one between you and me. Let's talk about the uh, Robinson Torino, mm. Conforto JJ Bladé Zach Britton all for Zach Gallon. When you look at that trade, Travis, um, this was a move in response, honestly, to the trades that had happened earlier already in the week. For me, it was just to kind of solidify more things. But yet, I did have to give up somebody who I told you was probably a five-year guy on my team. Um, you, If we're going to be transparent on this show, you have been talking about Zach Gallon since the first pitch of opening day with me.
1: Probably what is it about? that.
0: Yeah, I think it actually was. What is it about Zach Gallon that made you make this move and jump in like this?
1: Well, I think Zach Gallen is one of those potential, you know, top 25 fantasy baseball players, and he's a starting pitcher. And and you don't see that combination. And I said potential. I get it. The, there's a ceiling there. But if you're Aiken's Army for the first time ever, trying to rebuild and retool for the future, having guys like that on, on my roster – at least in my view is not a bad thing. And I've wanted Zach gallon for a while. And that trade in particular, which was the second to last one, number five of the week was a way that I, in the last two weeks, Aiken's army has reshaped their entire starting rotation. Kyle Hendricks earlier, Zach gallon and Dustin may $5 total. And all three of those guys are high ceiling, high potential. You know, Zach, you mentioned earlier, you know, lat, going back to last season, how you how you traded off some pretty big pieces, but you gained a lot more pieces to start building a roster around, and it's essentially um, what Aiken's Army is trying to do here. Uh, Zach Gallon is a is a cornerstone piece in my view, uh, especially at the rookie contract level and the potential of keeping around for five or six years uh, if he does pan out to be a top twenty-five guy. So, um, and look. I gave up essentially to a waiver wire expiring contract and one of old Blake's prospects for this. Um, I mean, and I, and I, and I gained a starting pitcher that I didn't have before. Right. And then
0: we, I mean, we talked that day was a long day for me and you, because it started early and it ended late with the, and it was a sticky point was on Conforto, but basically looking at his season, he's really been slapping the goat. So it's like, you know, he needs to be in my starting lineup. He needs to be uh, – he needs to be playing. And so I'm glad we got it to work out. Obviously, had to take on Robinson Chirinos. I think that was the breaker there that had to get me. Yes. To get me Conforto was that uh, take on Robinson Chirinos there.
1: I, um, I asked you to take him on because I was tired of taking on bad <laughs> contracts. And dropping. then the bad thing
0: was, like, the minute we we finalized, they put him on the IL, and you were like, hold up a second. Maybe I'll just hold on to him for a second. Maybe I'll hold on to him. Um, but I think if we're going to talk all the trades, I think, I mean, Zach's trade was obviously huge for his team, but quietly, I think Land made two moves this week that solidified him into that top tier. Quietly. And by quietly, I mean doesn't interact on the text message. That's what I mean by quietly with Land. Um <laughs> He made a couple moves this week to really solidify his team, sending Shohei Atani, Kyle Tucker, and Kevin Vigio to Blake for Bryce Harper. You know, Blake's pony he signed in offseason, I guess, this year that he was going to build around has now moved. Um, and then, you know, Blake then he turning around, making the trade with you. Uh, that got him uh, Kyle Hendricks – or no, got you Kyle Hendricks. Got him Dylan Bundy, one of the hottest pitchers, and Brandon Workman. Uh, quietly, I think Lana's solidifying himself in that top four. I thought before those moves, Blake was in the top was potentially had the team to be in the top four. And I he asked me what I thought. I said, I don't like him. I think you just made land the fourth best team and made you the fifth, the fifth best team. And it was very blunt with that one. And he didn't like it too much. And we're still friends, though. Luckily, we're still friends. I think he's probably going to say I'm an ass in the comments, but, you know, whatever. So I just think that that was I mean, it was a big week.
1: It, it was a huge week. And let's think about this for a second as we start to wrap up trade <clears throat> talk. Big story, week three, just a bit outside. Mike Trout, clearly the big story. Bryce Harper was traded this week. And that just got buried. Think about that. Bryce Harper got traded. Zach, I'd love to get your two cents on both Bolding Beavers moves just in general. You know, Bolding Beavers pick up. Uh, Bryce Harper again for the next four years by the way four or five years whatever that deal is um, he picks up Dylan Bundy and Brandon workman uh, just to solidify depth in the in the in the pitching staff there but Zach what's your take on Bolding Beavers moves this week?
2: I to me and this is this might sound weird but he might be the scariest in a, like a one week playoff situation facing him could be the scariest thing, that scariest team to face. Just that staff is just crazy. And if you get, if you had to get Cole and Scherzer and Bieber, and now you add Dylan Bundy to, I mean, I love, I love those moves. I mean, it, those are the type of moves that, in my opinion, in this league, after you make a true, I mean, I think the people that have success in our league, you are able to evaluate your team and figure out where you are really quickly, and then go and make those moves to actually get better, or you understand that, hey, I might be okay, but I'm not gonna win this thing, so I'm actually gonna get pieces for the future. And in this, in my opinion, this is perfect for Land. I mean, he had to get, his offense is, I mean, if Yelich isn't gonna do, if, unless he gets hot, I mean, he's he's leaning on Yastrimsky, who was is, who is doing awesome.
1: It's but, an incredible pickup.
2: I mean, he has he has great names. They just haven't really done very much yet from a hitting perspective. But getting Harper there, I mean, it's just going to make him – like I said before, I mean, he's he's definitely solidified in there as one of those top four. And I think possibly the scariest just because of that staff, that if you get him on
1: two starts, you could be in trouble. Oh, yeah. Week three – in the books, Harry Doyle Fantasy Baseball. Let's just run down this very quickly. Uh, at the top of the show, whether you could hear it or not, Rich got richer and the poor got poor. And week three, as we are now six games deep in this 2020 sprint, the undefeated Ebony and Ivory sit atop Harry Doyle Fantasy Baseball 6-0. and oh. And we will talk at the end of this episode if they're going to lose this week. We'll give those predictions as well. Wichita White Wolves find themselves in the lost column for the first time this season, going one and one in week three, five and one on the season, tied with your uh, Justin Los Tigres five and one on the season. Pretty good record considering your week one, I would assume. Bolding Beavers hitting that four spot at four and two and as Zach's evaluation could be the scariest team to match up in a playoff there, holding that last playoff spot. Remember, four, the top four teams will make this year's two-week playoff tournament. Van Buren boys, Aiken's Army, Beards of Glory sitting in 5, 6, and 7, censored by the Kamish, now at 2-4. and four. Extra 21s, Royal Ruckus take up the bottom of the league. That's week three and where everybody sits. You know what? We need a little baseball card break.
0: This is the first week since I started this and I haven't bought any cards. I just sold cards.
1: So um uh, making, yeah, making some dough.
0: I made some scratch. I made about a 275 in the last three weeks selling these things. It's nuts yeah. that people will spend money for people who have never played in a baseball game in the major leagues. That JJ Blade card that I showed you last week after your trade sold for thirty-six dollars this week for some reason. What? <laughs>
1: Are you kidding me? <laughs> you got, I'm dead you serious, got, man. You got more from that card than I got from him in our yeah. trade.
0: Yeah. So this what, week, I have just thought on. I'd bring in some big names people may recognize. We'll start with Shohei Otani. I hear he's on a new team. That's a prism or an optic. It's sparkly with his little picture down there. And Is then there's arm, a bright
1: – Wait, go back to the Otani card. Does he have two he, arms?
0: No, he's hitting. Don't worry because that's what he does. He doesn't pitch. He hits. And then we've got a Bryce Harper, just a base Bryce Harper card. And then finally, I think you know where we're going here. I'll bring in the Mike Trout, which is nuts because this is a base Mike Trout card that if I put five, Blake put five Mike Trout cards that you just pull in any pack and you get a lot of them, sold it for like $15 to $20 within 10 minutes. Like it's stupid selling cards right now. So see, I've got i I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, I'm Not
1: real.
0: We're buying cards like we're just going to and buying packs and open them like Luis Robert. This card sells for 30 bucks. He's been playing for a week. Blake has one that sells for 80, but it didn't sell for that much. Michael Baez never played a game. Autograph sells for 25 bucks. Gotta get it on eBay. Like it's just you can add there's no you can't find cards anywhere right now because it's so hot. So um, yeah. Next week, I promise I will have something. I just sold this Craig Biggio 2020 Tops card. It's a short print. that's supposed to be someone else, but they put Craig Biggio on it, sold it for some money. The question is, have I broken even yet? And the answer is absolutely not.
1: <laughs> How does your wife feel about that?
0: That's one reason I haven't bought any cards this week. <laughs> but I'm sitting on some Dirk Nowitzki cards for when he goes into the uh, – the Hall of Fame, that I will unload those the day after because it will sell big. Uh, Fernando Tatis rookie cards, the first two weeks, you saw the price of those on eBay, t- double or triple. They were selling for $15 before the season started, going for up to 100 150 after the season started because of his hot
1: start. So, Baseball stuff. Baseball stuff. Yeah. Let's play... A little fill-in-the-blanks. Justin, can you hear the music? I can, and I can hear you. Wow. This technology is working out for us on a live Just a Bit Outside. Travis Agans, Justin Deering, Zach Hawley joining you week three. This is a little fill-in, middle segment as we call it here on Just a Bit Outside. This week, we're playing a little fill-in-the-blank. Justin and I will give you a sentence, and Zach... Join right along, but fill in the blank. Justin, how about I start? Okay, hit me. The extra 21s, our newest owner in the league, Bobby, Dr. Bobby, is 0-6. Bobby has blank to look forward to. The
0: prospect <laughs> draft. <laughs> <laughs> now, just, <I> think...
1: <laughs> just prospects.
0: <laughs> I think... If you look at his team, I think he does have some pieces depending on his plan um, that he can move to get to to load up. I think uh, Anthony Rendon, if he's not planning on extending him, that contract's pretty nice. He's obviously started slow, but he's picked up recently. I think he's got a couple other players in there that he could move. You know, Paul Goldschmidt he got him for three years. Is he worth three years? Maybe someone wants that. I don't know. Um, but he's got some – I mean, he could make some moves to build for 2021. I think if you had him on the show like we did last week and asked him right now, hey, what's your plan for 2020? His plan is to make it through it and start building for next year.
1: Question, do you think if Bobby knew Anthony Rizzo could get him five prospects, he would have kept them?
0: Oh,
2: 100%. Why would he? He got a middling middle reliever. Why would he want Why would he want five prospects? He got to get that Maeda. Justin. Oh, I
0: 100%. Zach, I want to ask you, if you look at the player rankings right now for all teams, currently Shane Bieber sits atop it with the most points in the league. When we finish this sprint and head into the playoffs, who will be the number one? Which team will he be on your team? Will the number one player in the league be an Ebony and Ivory or or whatever you say your team name is? Well – (laughs)
2: <laughs> okay. So I was I was
0: unaware that I was supposed to prepare fill in the blank so make them up this week. <laughs> we talked about it. You said, "Hey, do you want to do fill in the blank?" Usually that means you give me something and I fill oh, the blank yeah. in.
1: <laughs> yeah. Made the videos too.
2: <laughs> well, uh well, I'm just going to say, "Yes, of course. I have Charlie Blackman or or Trout, so I'm going to say I have a good chance. Or even Ramirez, so I think I have a chance of having the number one guy.
0: Well, currently you have three out of the top 11, two out of the top 10, and as Travis says every season, the goal is to have three or four of those in the top 10 to 20, and your team has quite a few in there. Um, So, I mean, if Shane Bieber keeps pitching the way he is, is it it possible that a pitcher – ends up as the top scorer because he's pitching every five days, but he's averaging 22 freaking points a game. Mm-hmm. So he's coming out at like five and a half points a game if he was an offensive player. That would get you that top spot. So who knows?
2: Here's what I want to know is why did Shane Beaver not go on that dinner with Zach Plisak and Clevenger? Because both those he's, guys he's on right. My team, they're on my <laughs> team and now are sent to an alternate site because they can't go to dinner. Bieber is sitting in this hotel room. Getting ready their, for his next start.
1: Their teammates <laughs> didn't want those two guys back. They had a vote. I, I know. How bad is it when your teammates don't want you? Yeah. Yeah. All right, how about this? Fill in the blank. Blank has happened to the beards of glory. <laughs> they are on a two-game losing streak, now sitting at two and four. Four. Uh, this isn't the same Beards of Glory of the last couple of seasons. Blank has happened to Colby's Beards of Glory, Justin.
0: Fat Pete Alonzo. <laughs> I was going to say that right
1: there. I was going
2: to say him too.
0: Fat Pete Alonzo has happened to Beards of Glory. If you saw the spring training picture of him floating around, not only did it make him look completely out of shape, but it gave half of the people in this league hope that you could make it into the major leagues. <laughs> Me me included, because I'm a big old boy. Um, Pete Alonzo just doesn't look the same. He's striking out at a hellacious rate, and he uh the polar bear looks like he's stocking up for winter to go into that deep sleep. Is that when the polar bears <laughs> sleep or do they sleep in the summer? Whenever polar bears sleep, that's what he's doing. He's getting ready for it.
1: Zach? Uh,
2: well, I mean, he took mine. I, when I looked at his roster, I was like, "That's the that's the thing that I would say is Pete Alonso." But he has a couple other fat guys. Miguel Sano kind of gets fat at times. Schwarber, I think Schwarber gets fat at times. He's kind of skinny fat,
0: you know. He's he's fake skinny, as you as I like to call it. Like you yeah, look so like you're not fat, but you don't have any muscle.
2: Yeah, so he has quite a bit of. Yeah, it's quite a bit of uh, quite a few fat dudes. That could be the issue.
0: <laughs> All right, I got my fill in the blank. All right. Fill in the blank. Out of the top four teams currently in the standings, blank will not make the playoffs.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh. oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's rough I out of the top four I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the one that's in fourth place right now just because uh, they've got two losses already and I'll say bolding beavers but man I would not put money on that one bit right now but if I'm choosing one right now, at the end of week three, bolding Beavers uh, just because they have the most losses out of those four teams.
2: Yeah, that's my pick too, but only because of that.
0: Uh, I would I would fill in the blank with the long shot here and really am going to, and the comments are going to explode. Based on the injury week Chris has seen, I don't think any in the top four are going to fall out, but the injury week, if it continues to build, Chris is the dark horse to fall out of the top four simply due to injuries. <laughs>
1: you just Again, want message. I don't text agree with it,
0: but I'm just saying, and the comment will pop up. Feel free to shoot that thing right up on the screen for all of us to look right. at. Based on the judge injury, if Degrom if Degrom stays, I know it's a one gamer they're talking about, but there's been multiple injuries with Lemayhew and other ones stacking up this week. Just got to be a little worried if Chris is even still watching. We're forty minutes into this train wreck of a show that I didn't prep for, and I apologize. Train
1: wreck. This is just get outside. Hey, let me one one last one at least, real quick on this, and let me flip it on you. Out of the six teams currently not in the playoffs, what's the one team that could be in that fourth spot?
0: Whew, um, None? Um, no, okay, if i got to pick one, I'm going to yeah, go ahead and say one. that the team that has the roster to do it if they click is what we just talked about, what happened to Kobe's team. Kobe, if his team puts it together in a – Dobnack, Randy Dobnack's having he's he's as a rookie I guess or yeah, he's been looking pretty good. but if everybody' would start clicking on that team he could throw together a six game. he could win three weeks in a row and be in. Um, I think we say this every year what happens if the Van Buren boys start clicking and everything hits for them with the way they've constructed that roster and that roster looks good. They're right there on the edge. It's gonna come down to those last couple weeks and what those matchups look like. but if I have to pick one, I must say beards of glory.
1: There we go. Chris Dockhill chiming in via YouTube live just a bit outside broadcasting live on this Sunday night. Chris Dockhill, owner of Wichita White is already chiming in to instant, uh, instant feedback from Justin's hot take. Uh, DeGrom, Montas, and Judge are already coming back this week. I forgot he was a doctor
0: and had inside information on that, so whatever.
1: (laughs) Go go ride your Peloton. (laughs) Fill in the blank. Week four is upon us, gentlemen, and as we mentioned already, we hit the halfway marker on this 14-game sprint that is 2020. We have tops. We have a bottom in this league already. Will things begin to change? It looks like this is going to be a very big week for some of those middle tier teams. Van Buren Boys, Beards of Glory. Can Aiken's army pull a miracle with their waiver wire young building team? Um, you know, can the guys at the bottom of this league, censored by the commission, Royal Ruckus, and will Bobby get his first win? This seems like this is gonna be a big week for those kinds of moves. Where we could potentially even see a setup, I would have, I, I might think, to more trades before our Week Five trade deadline. Let's run this down very quickly, and then let's get our quick uh, Stone Cold Lock predictions of Week Four in Harry Dole Fantasy Baseball. Hagen's Army going two and zero this week against Royal Ruckus and censored by the Kamish. Lands Bolding Beavers looking for a strong week, needing a strong week to contend in that playoff positioning. We'll take on Beards of Glory and Royal Ruckus in Week 4. Ebony and Ivory, the 6-0 undefeated. Ebony and Ivory, Mike Trout led. Ebony and Ivory will take on the 0-6 extra 21s and the big matchup right here against Justin's Los Tigres. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Game of the week, right there. Two playoff contending teams. Justin's Los Tigres will also take on the Van Buren Boys, who go two and zero. By the way, in week three, looking to keep that winning streak alive in week four. Censored by the commission will take on Wichita White Wolves, and the Van Buren, Van Buren Boys will also take on Chris's Wichita White Wolves. Leaving beards of glory and extra twenty ones to wrap up the week four double headers. Justin, Zach, do you see any other bigger games than your than your game coming up this week? I don't. (laughs) I mean, I think all eyes are on that one, right? I mean, it it is an incredibly huge, uh, you know, mid season game considering you have an undefeated team. All right, six games into the season. 6 and 0 ebony and ivory okay there's a there's a storyline can they keep it up can they go 2 and 0 um, will they go 1 and 1 and, and see that but both of your teams are right there in the thick of it for playoffs top team number 3 currently but very easily all of that could be changed in a double header kind of week like this if one of your teams goes 2 and 0 or oh and 2 things change pretty quick in a non division Top to bottom uh, season like this.
0: Oh yeah, I think that that's that's the fun. I mean, if there is a positive of not playing our full season this year and getting what we're getting, it is literally like week to week. You have to pay attention. You have to be engaged if you're trying to compete in the league. Uh, you have to you have to keep an eye on the scores. Keep an eye on that mid that midweek change has been. Very strategic this year, but also very confusing the first couple of weeks. Like it threw me, like not being able to pick up team person at a certain time, that kind of stuff finally is starting to figure itself out. But the shift, I think it, might, it wasn't this week, but it may have been last week. The shift on Thursday won the second game for me. Like making that change on Thursday is what actually pushed the game through to go to 0 in that second week. And, and I mean, who knows if I go one and one the first two weeks. Am I making the moves I made this week and last week to get better, to keep making a push? If Zach does the same thing, he doesn't start six and oh, he starts three and three. Is he making moves for Mike Trout? Um the end of next week, oh and two Zach or O-2 oh Justin could completely regret the moves they made because it could push him far enough down the standings that now they're fighting for their life to stay in. It is just it's so fast this year that these doubleheaders are really like it's fun because it changes week to week next week we could have a somebody new in the top four and we're talking will they stay in the top four so it's fun i'm enjoying it for what it is for what we're getting i'm enjoying it
2: yeah i love i mean at the end of the day this is an interesting year but i love the fact of all the strategic stuff you get to do during the week i love the fact that i mean i think it's something that you heavily have to think about for the future just because i think it It kind of solves some of the injury stuff. Um, I honestly believe it keeps people more engaged. I think it rewards people that are really on top of it. And that's what this league to me is about, is being rewarded for putting in the time and doing that. And I think that we all do that. And the ones that do it the most are really going to be able to take advantage of it. And that's, you know, I mean, I hope that it continues for me from that perspective. But also the thing that happens is, I mean – I've gone six and zero in three weeks, and if you have, I mean, a couple injuries, a couple bad weeks here, one bad week, and you're back to six and two, and then something happens, and it can go really quickly. So, I mean, I think that our our game this week is going to be fun, just because it's it's fun to have those ones that are, you know, when you're going up against the other top guys. Um, But yeah, I think that I think it's going to be a good a good week for sure.
1: Yeah, clearly 2020 being the year that it is, uh, this is a season that all of us are new, are going to be managing more than we ever have because we have double headers, but mainly because we have the new midweek lineup change more than anything. There's a lot of strategy going on midweek and even at the beginning of the week as you plan out how things might go. And so um, – and and – and the you know the the reward and the risk is even greater because you're playing double headers every week as we tried to squeeze in 14 games in seven weeks before our playoffs and so 2020 whew, it's either been really kind to to you or you hate it right now if you're at the bottom of these standings but uh, before we go as we wrap things up here in the last minute and a half Justin I need you to respond uh, to this comment from Blake Mitchamore. Um, he says you're acting like you didn't flip your s when you didn't get trout.
0: I have totally admitted that I was not happy, and I said a few choice words, and I came down. Me, I talked to my spiritual leader Travis, and he brought me back down to earth. He gave me a few verses to meditate on and to read on, and I read on them. Um, they were actually from the baseball rule book that he wrote. The constitution. It wasn't from the actual Bible. It was the baseball constitution for this league. And, and, and we're over it. We're back. We're all friends. Um, let
1: me, let, how about ahead. this one? Um, Blake's now claiming he's going to pull a Brady Luke the rest of the year. I'm not really sure what that means. Can you decipher that for us?
0: It means he's going to disengage like he does every year about midway through once his team's mathematically eliminated.
1: It, this is the guy that traded me his farm system because he was all in for 2020.
0: And. And now I, 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 I'm not going there. Fake news, he says. Fake news.
1: <laughs> Hold on. Give him. Just be fair. There it is. There it is. There it is. Let's close on
0: one quick thing. Did mm-hmm. you buy? Did you buy Blake? And we're just gonna. It's. It, did you buy Blake a gift this week? Like you claimed to. You said you were gonna go buy him a gift on your did. way home from church. Did you buy him the Rambo Trump flag? For his new apartment that he's man. getting. <laughs>
2: Did
0: you see that? Did you see <laughs> that thing, Travis? Yeah. <laughs>
1: the women for Trump were, yeah, were the all women, over, for, man.
0: they were all over the place. He was sending us Marco Polos all week as he drove by. So man. I'm excited, Blake. Big big week. He's getting his new apartment. He's getting That's his right. new Trump flag. It's go time.
1: It's go time to check out for 2020. Unless you're in it, just about everybody else is still involved in this thing. Harry Doe Fantasy Baseball. Three weeks are in the books. Week four is upon us. Will things change or will the rich get richer? For Justin Deering, Zach Hawley, I'm Travis Akins. So long, everybody.
0: So sweaty.